Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. WPHT, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5. 30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Trump lays out his plan to deal with open borders and fight back against Biden's immigration problems. Uh, Ron DeSantis goes after Nikki Haley as Nikki Haley says she's now in second place. And Bill Maher says, Joe Biden, it's over. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli if you'd like to weigh in. I'll tell you what, Biden's student loan, this is another fraud. This is another thing, another payoff, another bribery scam that's happening. And there's a new report that came out by the General Accounting Office of the federal government. They're the ones that are supposed to look at the books, you know. And this is what they found, that the Biden administration, there's massive fraud. As you know, the COVID relief money, massive fraud, pandemic spending programs, your money wasted to the tune of billions and billions and billions and billions more dollars, right? Well, a brand new Government Accountability Office report found that the Federal Department of Education failed to implement basic checks to prevent fraud in its student loan forgiveness plan. Now, you know, the Supreme Court struck down Biden administration's plan back in, um, well, it was over the summer in June. But then what happened? Biden administration said, well, we don't listen to courts. We do whatever the hell we want. So then they turned around and they decided to start canceling loans on their own. After the Supreme Court struck down the administration's $430 billion debt write-off in June, The General Accounting Office review is relevant since the Education Department is canceling hundreds of billions of dollars in student loans via the back door. This president says, I'll be damned if the Supreme Court's going to tell me what to do. I'll be damned if they think they can rein me in. I want to cancel billions of dollars in student loans and damn right I'm going to do it. Under the president's original plan, borrowers who earned less than $125,000 or $250,000 for couples... We're eligible for $10,000 to $20,000 in loan forgiveness. But the education department let borrowers self-attest that their incomes fell below these thresholds. In other words, you can say whatever the hell you want. There was no verification. No verification whatsoever. When the department ceased work on the program in response to court orders and prior to relieving any loan debt, More than 26 million borrowers had applied for or were deemed automatically eligible for relief. As a a result of that, the Education Department would have needed to claw back relief from borrowers who were improperly provided relief via a pay and chase model. That's what the government has been trying to do with little avail after doling out hundreds of billions of dollars in pandemic-enhanced unemployment benefits and small business loans to scammers. Now, the education department, which should be shut down, one of the first things I would do as president would be to shut it down. They defended its lax protocols by claiming without evidence that debt relief was at low risk. Or fraud, low risk for fraud, you know, no big deal, not going to happen. And at the time, the education department said, look, if you try to do stricter controls, it's going to be very burdensome. You're going to have all these bureaucrats involved in all this paperwork, and you don't want to do that, so don't worry about it. So the Education Department actually said, in order to cut bureaucracy, let's just let people self-attest to make sure that they meet the income limits. 
and no verification whatsoever. Not even a copy of a pay stub. Nothing, because that would be extra work. And all these bureaucrats, you know, they're, 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 just, they're dedicated to efficiency in Washington. You know that, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. You're a bureaucrat at a three-letter agency. All you want to do is streamline the process and make it easy for everybody. You know that. Save money for the taxpayers. Of course not. <clears throat> what you want to do is you know people are going to lie. You know people are going to take advantage of the system, but you don't care. Because your goal is to provide student loan debt relief to as many people as possible. And you don't care what, what, what parameters are there. You don't want to be stopped. They're parameters in name only. That's it. Anybody can check whatever they want. The government just wants to give you the money. The Biden administration is hell bent on giving you the money. That's what they're doing. So <clears throat> understand that that's happening. Understand that that's going on. And understand that this is another scam. There's implications for Biden's new loan payment plans that are going on right now. They cap borrower payments at 5% of discretionary income, and they discharge loans after 10 to 20 years. But they note that an earlier review of income-based repayment plans found that some borrowers incorrectly reported their incomes, and they don't care. They don't care. You have this massive fraud going on, and much like the COVID pandemic scam fraud that went on with that, They don't care. See, this administration, much like how the border's wide open, what they want to have is everybody get student loan relief. And if the courts won't let them, they'll find a way. And if Congress tries to stop them, they'll find a way. They'll do whatever they want. That's the number one rule of the Biden administration. They'll do whatever they want. Like most of these Democrat administrations, they're not going to be bound by courts. And so if that means that they let people self-attest to their income in order to qualify for student loan debt repayment, that's fine. If people cheat and lie, that's fine. If the GAO inspector general comes out and says people cheated and lied, that's fine. They don't care. If they know somebody lied about their income, do they go after the the guy and get the money back? Absolutely friggin' not, because the point was getting the guy the money. That's the point. Now, the border is an open disaster, as you know. Donald Trump has a plan on how to deal with this. Uh, He gave a big speech in Iowa over the weekend about this. He also chatted with Megyn Kelly. And he also talks about how all of this that's going on in our country right now, with regards to the dysfunction and how disjointed things are, is all really started under Barack Obama. Something I've been saying for a long time. I mean, I still believe Barack Obama's president. And I think I've made that point to you before, that Barack Obama is still calling the shots today. He's calling the shots. He really is the one who's out there making all the decisions. And everything about this president in particular, surrounded by people who were Biden, Obama's people, and then doing the exact same policies when it comes, for example, to Iran. Here's Trump with Megyn Kelly. Take a listen. What they're doing to our country is so bad. Uh, our country has never been this disjointed and this disunified and and it started with president obama a couple times it started with president obama and uh it's now at a level that nobody's ever seen before the uh, you know the two sides you have two sides but i believe that our side in the look i represent everybody as president i represent everybody so but i believe that uh, the people that love this country and that want to make it great again that really want to make it uh, you know sustainable because it's not sustainable right now uh i believe they far outweigh the other side and uh, so when you say would i like to be at uh, turnbury in scotland right now or would i like to be at one of the many places i have the 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 greatest places i may never see those places again but i think this is very important i think that we're going to save our country. I think we're going to win the election. I'm beating Biden by a lot. I'm beating the Republicans by numbers nobody's ever seen before. But I'm beating Biden by a lot. And I'll turn it around and I'll turn it around fast. Trump uh, in Iowa also talked about what's going on with the invasion of the southern border and also the fact that the war that's going on in the Middle East is a disaster. Remember, I told you this earlier, a big part of Biden's problems right now as Steve Kornacki pointed out, is the way people feel that Biden is handling this war disastrously. That's affecting his polls. So here's Trump in Iowa campaigning and talking about Joe Biden and how crooked he is. Take a listen. 
Crooked Joe Biden, we have uncontrolled inflation, an invasion of our southern border, rampant crime, wars in Europe, and a war that just started in the Middle East. And uh, look at look at what's going on with the attack on Israel. Uh, this world is a mess. You know, I was very honored. One of the strongest leaders. Thank you. One of the I think he said good thing. <laughs> One of the strongest leaders, Viktor Orban from Hungary. They asked him two weeks ago, they asked him, what would you tell President Biden? There's so many things going on with wars all over the world. And in his country, you have inflation and you have the border. That's the worst border probably ever anywhere in the world. I don't think there's ever been a border like that in the world. And just uh, the best border we ever had, the best. And now we have the worst border we've ever had, but the worst border. And they asked this leader, and he's a very strong man, very strong, powerful man, and one of the most respected leaders in the world. It's tough. No games, right? Hungry. And uh, they asked him, what would you tell President Biden to do? He said, I tell him to get out of office and let Trump run the thing, because when he ran it, we had no wars, we had no problems. He defeated ISIS. He totally defeated ISIS. China was not a problem. They respected him. He used a stronger word than respect, but I don't want to use that. But China respected him. Russia respected him. Kim Jong-un respected him from North Korea. And now our world is a mess like we've never seen before. The world is a mess and our country is a mess. I don't think we've ever seen anything like it. How about they don't want to bring it up, the fake news anymore, but how about when you talk about the most embarrassing period of time in the history of our country, which is Afghanistan. The way we surrendered, it was like a surrender. Uh, we've never had a time like that, giving away $85 billion worth of equipment, leaving hundreds and hundreds of people there. We don't even know how many people are still there. Taking out the soldiers first. You take the soldiers out last. And uh, we had 13 dead and 38 I mean, that, that's amazing, injured. too, when you, when you think about it. Uh, that disaster that occurred in Afghanistan. I mean, all this stuff under Joe Biden's watch is a major problem, obviously. It's a disaster. It's a freaking disaster. And the polls have caught up to him. And even people like The Rock are acknowledging that Biden doesn't really have support out there. If you think about David Axelrod's comments for a second, right? So David Axelrod talks about the fact that the Democrats right now are running on a strategy that Trump will lose. Trump will lose. But that's just not going to be the case. And you notice what David Axelrod's not saying. He's not saying the Republican will lose. He's saying Trump. Look, I know I'm, I'm going to get accused of, of, of being anti-DeSantis or anti-Nikki Haley or something like that. I'm just telling you the reality. Trump's going to be the nominee. Democrats like David Axelrod have acknowledged as much. And now they're all nervous that Joe Biden's going to lose to him. So they keep turning around and saying, you can't run a campaign strategy that turns around and says, we rely on Trump to defeat himself, basically, because that's what they did in 2016, and it was a disaster for them. And the polls are catching up to Joe Biden right now because people are turning around and saying, wow, things are really bad. Things are really bad. So here's The Rock. Great example, right? Here's, here's The Rock. And this is a guy who's a Democrat, who votes Democrat, has even flirted with running for president at some point as a Democrat. And you know what? If he ever did, he probably would do quite well because he's a very beloved guy. In a lot of different respects. But he went on with Joe Rogan. They had podcasts. They talked about a lot of different things. And what's interesting about partisanship and how there's a difference about partisanship and Joe Biden. Cut 12. When I was a kid, you could have a Republican friend. Like, it, it was no big deal. <laughs> yes, yes. It's no big deal. Like, oh, Bobby likes George Bush. Of Who course. cares? Who gives right. a f You know, you were a supporter of Bill Clinton. He liked George Bush. Nobody cared. Nobody liked you you yeah. know it wasn't like you're a nazi like i'm a what i mean i'm a nazi i just want lower taxes That's <laughs> what the f talking about how did i become a nazi dude it's, a, it's the craziest thing i have friends who support trump i have friends who support biden i have friends do you really have friends who support biden I do. <laughs> come on well, no 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 here's, here's what i do i have i have friends <laughs> Thank you. That's a good check because that's important. <laughs> this is important context. They support the Democratic Party. I have friends who are loyal to the party. Yes. Yeah, that's it. You don't have a lot of Biden people out there. You don't have a lot of Biden people. Even America's grandmother, Janet Yellen, acknowledging that people are unhappy with Bidenomics. Even she has to acknowledge it. You're probably feeling it. If you've already started your Thanksgiving food shopping, which I have done, I've started it. I've seen it. 
So she goes on CNBC and she acknowledges that people are unhappy with Bidenomics. So you take that into account, you take the border into account, you take the war that's going on in the Middle East, you take Ukraine, and I've got another clip on her about Ukraine in a minute as well. You add this all together and then you ask The Rock, you really have people there that support Joe Biden? No, 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 no. Let me, no, let me qualify that. Let me, uh, let me qualify that by saying, no, 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 not Biden. They're, they're Democrat. They're going to vote Democrat, but they're not loyal to Joe Biden. That's the difference. So the Democrat strategy is exactly what Axelrod is warning against. Don't count on the fact that there's a lot of those people out there enough to hand you the White House by saying that they're going to just vote Democrat because of Trump. That's not how it works. And if you do that, if you think that way, you're going to have a major problem on your hands. And the problem is going to be exactly another repeat of 2016. The support that Trump has, that's not there's no support like that for Joe Biden, period. So people are either going to vote because they like the policies of the current administration, and there's just not a lot of that, or they're going to try to vote to stop Trump. Axelrod's warning to Democrats is if you're counting on that, then you're going to lose. Bill Maher's point is you're going to lose because people think Biden's too old for the job. And since Biden has no core support, there are not Biden people. You you don't see people walking around with Biden hats on. You ever notice that you don't see people out there with anything regarding Biden whatsoever. There's not there's just there's no enthusiasm for the guy. I mean, I'll, I'll give Obama the, the credit. It'd be, it'd be people that were there was a book that was written at the time called Obama Zombies or people that would wear Obama hats and shirts and everything else. I mean, th- none of that. There's no Biden. Nobody has a Biden shirt. He's walking around with their Joe Biden jacket on They're They're making give give four more years of Joe Biden hats. You never see that stuff. And you never will, by the way. You're, you won't. That's the problem. That's another big problem for them. There's just no loyalty for the guy. And how can there be? What is there to be loyal to exactly? The economy stinks. The border's wide open. The, 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 the war in the Middle East is a mess. The war in Ukraine is just dragging on forever. Americans are tired of it. They know the whole thing's a money laundering operation. And the economy stinks. And he says creepy things to little girls. So what the hell is there to be loyal to where you're going to go, you know, give me my Biden hats. I'm going to rock my Biden golf shirt today. Uh, Cut number five. Uh, Recent poll by The New York Times and uh, Siena College finding 59 percent of voters under 30 rate the economy as poor. So, you know, philosophically and sort of intellectually, you can look at a lot of these numbers and say this man, this is a, a great economy in so many ways on a relative basis to history and the like. But. At the same time, you have poll numbers and others saying that they don't feel it. Yeah, I'm aware of that. And I think it's our job to um, explain to Americans what President Biden has done to improve the economy. Doesn't she sound constipated all the time that she talks? (laughs) Don't you think? Like, I... Let me get some Metamucil and come back to you in a little bit. That's every time I hear her. Thanks for planting that image in my head. Or you also get the sense from her that she's a serial killer known as Buffalo Bill <laughs> and is sizing people up for fat suits. She's got somebody trapped in a, a giant hole in her basement. Yeah, yeah. She, that too. You know what I mean? <laughs> also, also that. Um, did I send you this cut of her talking about Ukraine? Did I send you that? Uh, yeah. This is her talking about ukraine and the fact that ukraine needs as much money as it needs forever and ever and ever and for all time and something about school teachers um, i don't know how that's relevant to the war but take a listen in israel um the biden administration has this 105 billion dollar security age package um on the table what's the chance that it uh, it gets passed before the end of the year well um It's a critical priority for the president and critical to the national security of our country. Um, I can't prognosticate about the timetable on this. Um, I'm pleased that Congress has passed legislation to keep the government open and running. But it really is essential that uh, this aid be provided both to Israel and to Ukraine. We can't allow uh, Ukraine to... Um, lose a battle uh, on the home front because it lacks enough money to keep uh, school teachers in the classroom and first responders on the job when it's fighting valiantly um, on on the battlefield. So uh, Ukraine 
is utterly dependent on this aid. We need to join um, others. The the uh, our European friends are uh, providing have provided fifty billion oh, euro of. Um, she's a great big fat person. Over the next four years, that was the just IMF, inappropriate. She's uh, the secretary of the treasury. Fifteen billion. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. It rubs the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. I can't listen to anything she says without thinking of that. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. I know I'm seven years old, but I can't. I can't listen to anything she has to say. Period. I can not. Right. She just—it's all BS, and so all I can do is play clips from Buffalo Bill. That was like two minutes of filibustering in my. That's all that was right there. I'm interested in economics, and I couldn't tell you what she was talking about. I I have no idea. Seconds in. Uh, Yeah, and then and then something about Ukraine needs teachers in the classroom. So I'm paying for that too now. Why not pay for textbooks for kids too while we're at it? And then all of a sudden I start hearing about Buffalo Bill, and I get angry. (laughs) I get angry with what she's saying, and then I get angry, and I got to start playing Buffalo Bill. There's still like a minute more of that clip. There's too. no way we can listen to that. I'm begging you, don't make no, me play No, I it. can't do it. Jacques Gary says, yelling, LOL. Uh, they lie right to our face. Laughter is my coping mechanism. Very true. Sharon K says, Rich, rub the lotion. It's, yeah, it's uh... <laughs> All right, just play a little bit more of her, and I'll just go All ahead. Right. These, this aid it rubs is the lotion on its skin and does this whenever it's told. Of America. It rubs the um, lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. I think we as taxpayers get the hose again. <laughs> it writes the check to Ukraine or it gets the hose again. <laughs> it writes the check to Ukraine or it gets the hose again. Write the room check to Ukraine! <laughs> Write the room check to Ukraine! Don't you hurt my Ukraine aid. That's what I, it's all I keep thinking about. I know, because I'm, I'm very immature. But uh, So here's America's grandmother slash serial killer, allegedly. Uh, Janet Yellen. <laughs> this is her theme song. Every time she walks into the Department of Treasury, they just play this for her. Oh, the secretary's here today. Nice. Would you... Ro- Write a check for me. <laughs> I'd write a check for me. Would you write a check to Ukraine for me? <laughs> I'd write a check to Ukraine for me. <laughs> so immature. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but it's a good song, though, actually. Goodbye, horses. Right? Yeah, you can use my phone to call Ukraine and give them another $120 billion. We may have to get more Buffalo Bill clips loaded up into the drops. We may have to do a whole page. Yeah, just dedicated. <laughs> just dedicated to Buffalo we need, Bill. We need the best phrases. So yeah, uh, you got it. You got to get the you know, would you blank me? I'd blank me because we is that really as taxpayers we are getting blanked by this, and that could just be used interchangeably for everything. Okay, right. We can start there. And you got to get when he says, put the blanking lotion in the basket. Well, that's on there. Oh, that's on there? Yeah. Where? No, they, you have the hose one, but where's the one where he starts yelling? Oh, that must be like right after. I mean, that's yeah. in the same breath, I think. Yeah. Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> Put the Ukraine funding in the ba- in the checkbook. Put the Ukraine funding in the checkbook. All right, just calm down, Janet. Calm down. Uh, she also talked about China and uh, the nice little chat she had with Xi Jinping. This is actually important because this concerns me about changing foreign policy uh, regarding the Biden administration and China and Taiwan. And this does make me a little bit nervous here. Take a listen. In coming, going forward. Did, Did you feel any more confident coming out of this around the future of Taiwan and Taiwan's independence? And the reason I ask this question is from the readout that came out from that meeting, there was a suggestion that uh, President Xi still does have every ambition uh, to uh, one way or the other take over that country. But at the same time uh, that he doesn't necessarily want to do that militarily, um, he said publicly with the, some of the CEOs, he does not want to have some kind of military confrontation. But how do you square those two ideas and how do you think Western and U.S. businesses are supposed to think about that? 
Well, President Biden made clear that our China policy, our Taiwan policy, has not changed at all. And um, that we want to see uh, peaceful relations uh, continue and um, certainly to avoid military action. This is clearly a very important um, issue from China's point of view. And President Xi did express uh, the view that it's important for uh, Taiwan and uh, mainland China to unify he certainly expressed the desire to have that occur by peaceful means. Um, but President Biden said our policy remains unchanged from what it's always been with respect to Taiwan. Yeah, I'm sure that's very, very intimidating to Xi. Our policy is a policy, pal. Take it or leave it. I'm sure that China is really quaking in their boots at Joe Biden's warning to them. I think China's warning us, quite frankly. China's warning us. It's very obvious. You'd have to be an idiot not to think that. You know, Lee Provorsky, my buddy, our favorite uh, jeweler friend, he sent me a text. He thinks that Janet Yellen sounds like Yoda from Star Wars. I disagree. I disagree. But it does make me think of this clip at Donald Trump's Saturday rally in Ford Dodge, Iowa. Republican State Representative Mike Sexton gave an off-the-wall Yoda impersonation. Now, why would who asked him to do this is my question. I don't know. He was just one of the uh, speakers at this event uh, before Trump made it. This is just a state representative? And he, yeah. And he just, this is like a local guy like in the state legislature? He was given a legitimate speech. Never let those yahoos speak. Come on. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it was just a regular speech for a while, and then this happened out of nowhere. In my time, I have left one of my great heroes, the great Jedi Master himself, Master Yoda. <clears throat> the dark side is very powerful in Biden. Crooked is he. Your country, he does not care. The force is strong in Trump. When he must, help him you can. Caucus for him you shall. For without his victory, all hope is lost. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. Was that necessary? Did anyone need him to do a Yoda impression? Uh, I'm glad he did it. It brought me joy, but boy, did was it, it cringy. Oof. Oh, you can tell the audience was cringe, too. They're looking around at each other like, is, this, is, that, is that even a good Yoda? There was a little laughter, but I feel like it was like at him. Well, they were laughing at him. Yeah, yeah 100%. Is he supposed to be known for doing a Yoda, or did he just break that out? Well, see, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, did the Trump campaign ask him to come up and do a Yoda impression? I don't think so. <laughs> no, there's no way. He definitely like ran that by like his like his like uh, his people. He's like, I'm going to do the Yoda, and they're like, don't, yeah. don't, 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 do don't, don't, don't do the Yoda. I got this whole new Yoda thing I did for Trump. I wrote this for Trump. I'm going to equate Biden to being the, the, the dark side. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, there's no way Donald Trump yeah. greenlit that. He's the master of marketing. You think yeah. he was telling this guy to go do a Yoda impersonation? No chance. No chance. I mean, he's as bad as the guy who was doing the Biden impression on Saturday Night Live. At least that guy, at least the guy on Saturday Night Live is a professional comedian. This Yahoo, you know what I mean? Yeah. He tried his best, <laughs> I guess. It was a good impersonation. It just didn't fit. No, it wasn't. It was pretty solid. It was okay. It was okay. It didn't sound like Yoda, I don't think. It was passable. I have a real problem with people who can't do impressions. As someone who can't do impressions and all my impressions sound exactly the same, <laughs> I have a real problem with that. You know what I mean? When it's abused? I, I got some good impressions. I just can't do them. I, 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 it has to be organic. It has to just come to me. Yeah, it's got to come. It's like people yeah. say, can you plan? Like, can you... Can you plan Megaphone Bernie? I can't. It's organic. It just has to happen. Yeah, you, know you, I mean? you like hear something. You, that's your jumping yeah. off point. And you go there. You, I, if, I, if I planned it, it would just sound pre-scripted. It would sound like that. Yahoo yeah. is what it is. Exactly. What my point is. Henry's best impersonation is, is uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. And he's never shared it on air. Because I, I can't. He I, really I need, can't. I need it. Yeah, I need it. He doesn't want to get canceled. Point. Yeah. Well, not that. What? No, it's not I, offensive. It's or not anything. offensive. He just he gets like stage fright or something whenever I. Well, it's I it's like what I'm saying it. now. Yeah, it's it's. I need like a jumping off. If if we ever play a clip of his and I think you know he says something that I can use, I'll do it. I'll just jump right in. It's pretty good. That's good. All right, we'll 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 try to give something that we can get you to jump in on. Yeah. You know, your Buffalo that. Bills very good, Henry. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I I don't know. I've heard that. That's played very so many good. times on the show, I feel like I got it down. Oh, wait. 
Go ahead. Now you do yours. Great big fat person. Yeah. Very good. Shouldn't great big fat person. Yeah, I, it's excellent. That's an excellent impression. Thank That's you. Very good. And it's not easy when you have the the person playing the clip and then you do the impression of it. You're back to back side by side like that. So it's even better when you don't hear Buffalo Bill. Excuse me, Janet Yellen do it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of celebrities, Cardi B slamming the mayor of New York City over budget cuts and saying what we all know is that crime is going to go through the roof. I'll share that with you. Uh, and another question that I have in all of this that we're talking about is, is it really okay for the first lady of New Jersey, Tammy Murphy, to be using her voice in a publicly funded taxpayer ad as she's running for the United States Senate in New Jersey? Does anyone think that's okay? And some peace on the ice. After a big fight broke out between the Flyers and the Blue Jackets, somehow ended amicably. Is there hope we can all come together? 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Now listen, NJ Diet is going to help you lose the holiday weight. All right? I know Thursday, start picking out. It's okay. Don't worry. I'm not judging. I just know that it works. I know it works because I know people have done it. I also know that they contractually guarantee the weight loss. So you have nothing to lose. You are contractually guaranteed to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds. So I guess you have that to lose. You got, you got fat to lose and you will lose it because NJ Diet's all natural program starts with you, your biochemistry. They help you the natural way. They start with your hair and saliva samples along with their bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements where the side effect is weight loss. And then NJ Diet uses DNA testing to determine your ideal diet and workout regimen to help you keep it off. And best of all, NJ Diet is all natural. There's no injections, no hormones, no surgery. Full supervision is provided every step of the way, and you even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Locations available in King of Prussia, Cherry Hill, Princeton, and Newark, Delaware, or available from home with live online video consultations. So what are you waiting for? Call them now, 855-5-NJ-DIET, 855-5-NJ-DIET, or go to njdiet.com. You will lose the weight guaranteed, and you'll keep the weight off too. And you can do it. Start today, njdiet.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. So the richest people in the world are often the very same ones that go to all these climate change conferences. You know, they're, they're always in Davos and they go to the WEF, the World Economic Forum. They go to the upcoming uh, big climate summit they're going to have in Dubai, for example. They all get there on private jets and yachts, and they drive around in big SUVs while they're there. They have security details, of course, as you'd expect. And while they're there, they don't just have vegan food. They eat food food. They eat steaks and lobsters and all kinds of things. They go to these big swanky parties where you have lots of plates and dishes that have to be washed, and you have lots of um, people working these events and lots of traffic and lots of congestion. They are the richest. They are the most powerful. They are the elites, the global elites. And they control the world. And we mock these people all the time because they're hypocrites. They're giant hypocrites. John Kerry flying on his jet, Leo DiCaprio showing up in his private yacht. We mock them because they then turn around and lecture us and try to strip away our freedoms. And they are the biggest culprits of pollution, period. This story is a report about what's known as the Oxfam report. And it examines the uber wealthy's lavish lifestyles and investments in heavily polluting industries. What they found is that the world's richest 1% generated as much carbon emissions as the poorest two-thirds of people in all of 2019. And it gives a grave portrait as climate experts and activists, they say, scramble to curtail global warming that is devastating vulnerable and often poor communities in Southeast Asia, East Africa, and elsewhere. This month marked a long-dreaded milestone for the planet when scientists recorded an average global temperature that was more than two degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels on Friday. So, 
on one day. Now, <clears throat> here's what happens. So you see, the 1% don't want to give up their, their fancy cars and yachts and planes. They want to tell you to give up things like gas stoves, and they want to tell you to give up things like your, your car that runs on gasoline. And they also want to tell the poorest communities in the world, you can't have the same standard of life that I have. So we're not going to let you invest in energy, for example. I mean, one of the biggest hypocrites in the world is Bill Gates. Bill Gates is one of the richest 1% in the history of the world, in the history of the planet. He's in that elite club. And Bill Gates is the kind of guy who's involved with all these things with the Gates Foundation, for example, you know, buying up land so they can't be developed and then going down to poor countries and then telling them what to do. They love this. The the left loves to do this. They love to do this. They love to go to places in Africa and Asia where you have poor people and turn around and tell them you can't you can't have fossil fuels. So even though, you know, you want to keep your food cold and fresh and you want to have medicines and you want to have nuclear medicine and the the kind of life-changing technology that we have in the West, we're not going to let you because of climate change. So suck it up, buttercup, and get those clothes on that drying rack. It's not going to dry itself in a machine anyway. So better wash it by hand. And that old, you know, that old board in the river where all the cows poop because you're not going to get clean, fresh running water either. And they tell these people these things. And it's, it's horrific, in my opinion. But that's the thing about the left. They tell you how to live your life all the time. And they are the biggest freaking hypocrites. And they're all gathered very, very soon in Dubai at this big climate change conference that's coming up. We talked to Daniel Turner about this. And the super rich are plundering and polluting the planet to the point of destruction. (laughs) Now, a lot of these people are also obviously in Arab countries. They are the leaders in countries like Iran. And Russia, uh, which is, of course, not an Arab country, but, you know, Dubai itself. I mean, it's kind of a joke, right? Dubai is one of the richest countries in the world, and it got that way on oil, and it's hosting the climate conference because this is all a tongue-in-cheek BS game. You know that, right? This is not about climate change. If you really still at this point think it's about climate change and not about the destruction of capitalism, then you're just missing the, the big picture here. These are people that have all this money and the guilt that comes with it, apparently. And what they want to do is transfer our society over into socialism, Marxism. They're Marxists is what they are. That's why every year at the World Economic Forum, the richest people on the planet get together and talk about how they can strip you of your ability to make money and buy things and have it all provided for you because they don't have to worry about that. So they don't. it's, it's exactly the same issue. They don't have to worry about it. So screw you. And then they turn around and they wind up being the biggest polluters. Now, I don't really care how much fossil fuel these people burn. I don't, it doesn't keep me up at night. I'm not worried about it. They, as far as I'm concerned, fly your private jets and fly and, 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 and drive your yachts and do all that stuff. Knock yourself out. I don't have an issue with it. But the thing is that they do. And they're always yelling and screaming about climate change and trying to impose new rules. And they get to these summits Not by flying commercial and not by taking hang gliders. And they don't get there by rowing these yachts. They don't have, they don't, they're not sitting there. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio is not coming on a canoe when he shows up in in Dubai. And what they, what they, just to prove the point and how they want to go after uh, and destroy capitalism, the new report that they put out calls for a wave of taxes on corporations and billionaires. They want a 60% tax on the incomes of the richest 1%. And they say that that would cut emissions by more than the total emissions of the United Kingdom. How? How does that cut emissions? How does a tax cut emissions? It doesn't, of course. It's BS. It doesn't, it makes no sense. A tax doesn't cut emissions. But these people can pay the taxes. It's not, that's not the point, right? It's about raising the money. So they have $6.4 trillion a year to pay for the transition away from fossil fuels to renewable energy. And if you notice, they don't talk about just the billionaires. They talk about the corporations because they want to go after the corporations. And they hate corporations because, again, it's capitalism, it's greed, it's all this stuff. The very same people who are at the top of the food chain set the rules for everybody else in the world. And if you're not paying attention, if you've not been paying attention to that, then you're really missing out on the fact that this world is run by a small but very powerful group of people who control 99% of the world's wealth in their hands. I mean, it's, it's truly, utterly amazing. 
And they, uh, over the summer, Senator Edward Mackey of Massachusetts proposed a tax on private jet travel, calling on the wealthy to pay their fair share for environmental costs. Last year, Canada imposed a 10% tax on the purchase of luxury aircraft, boats, and cars. And in recent years, celebrities such as Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Drake, and Taylor Swift have all faced public backlash for using private jets, with Jenner's plane once logging a 14-minute flight. Now, these people can all afford to pay these taxes. This is all window dressing over the problem because it's not a problem. You know, I mean, burning, burning fuel on a jet is not causing the destruction of the earth. But we're told it is by the very same people that want to control your ability to have a gas stove or drive a gas car. We're told it is as they literally break their own edicts all the time. So then they'll turn around, they'll say taxes. We'll just we'll tax these things. But how does that equate to cutting down on emissions? How? You think you think a Taylor Swift is worried about a tax on her jet use? If Taylor Swift somehow does make it to the game tonight on a jet, because she doesn't have to worry about what the flights are out of, uh, where is she, Brazil? Rio? I guess Rio is Rio in Brazil? Yes. Rio de Janeiro? She doesn't have to worry about the Rio airport having a seat for her. If, if for some reason the concert doesn't pan out and she wants to get to Kansas City tonight for the game, she's jumping on her private jet. If they say to her, Taylor, we're just, we've just imposed a climate change tax on you, you think she's thinking twice? She, no, she doesn't care. But that's the thing. I have no problem with her taking a private jet. None whatsoever. The problem is that her friends do. They, they have a problem with me having a gas stove. Her friends have a problem with me having a freaking plastic bottle of water. You know what I mean? They have a problem with me having a straw that does not dissolve into my drink. If I have a straw that actually is able to withstand the fact that it's in a liquid beverage because the straw is not made of paper, they have a problem with that. They are the biggest hypocrites in the world. But Rich, you're choking the turtles. The turtles are fine, damn it. The turtles drink out of straws too. How do you think they drink? (laughs) The public understands inequality and the public understands the inequity of the impact of climate change. Specific taxes on the high emitting behaviors are getting favor across the public. So I could see in a number of countries the pressure increasing to do something. And let me tell you how this will be packaged. Because if you think you're stopping at the elite 1% of the world, you're nuts. This is how it'll be packaged. We're going to roll out a series of taxes on things like private jets. And we're going to roll out a series of taxes on things like yachts and all these other things. Oh, and also on the gas car that you're driving and also on the gas stove and also on on anything that we find to be problematic for the environment. And we're all in this together. So even though that tax on you and me is actually something that does make us change our consumer behavior, it doesn't affect them in the least, but they get to turn around and say, you see, we're all doing our part. And it's such a scam. It's such a joke. It's a way to control us. It's why they'll give out big incentives for you to go buy an electric car that you don't want. And at the very same time, they'll talk about a ban on a gas-powered car that you do want. And if they can't get a ban through, then they'll do massive taxes on it. You know what I call this article? A fugazi. That's what it is. It's a fugazi. You think that the 1% of the world, and the, the world's richest 1% are concerned about a tax on their private jet use? No. What they want, though, is they want a tax on you on everything you do that they find to be problematic to climate change, because the more that they can go after you and go after companies, the more likely it is that they can continue the destruction of capitalism. That's ultimately what they want. And it doesn't bother them. If they have to have a jet custom made for them because the, uh, the people that build private jets are out of business, if they have to hire their own private fleet of mechanics because nobody can get a job as a mechanic for private jets anymore, that's okay. They don't mind. They can do it. They can handle it. Whatever the consequences are, they can handle it. You tell some poor sap in Africa, sorry, you can't have fossil fuels, you know, tough noogies. You think these people going to Dubai for the climate change conference, they have to worry about fresh food, life-saving medical care, the ability to have people on life support. You think that that's a problem for them? No, they travel with their own hospitals half the time. So it's the ultimate hypocrisy from the ultimate hypocrites of the world. Who, who are the biggest polluters. But it's exactly the same thing in foreign policy, too. If you look at the way the United States of America dances around and kowtows to China, it's not because we're afraid of China militarily. We know that China is not going to really do anything. But 
And this is a point that Dr. Victoria Coates has made on the show many, many times. This administration cares more about China signing on to their climate accords than they do about China helping Iran. They care more about China signing on to their climate accords than they do about China helping Vladimir Putin. China buys oil from Iran. China buys oil and natural gas from Russia. China supplies these countries with money, money that's used against the United States foreign policy. We don't care because to the United States of America, this administration anyway, the priority is getting China to be good little boys and girls when it comes to climate change. And nothing else matters. Human rights doesn't matter. War and peace doesn't matter. Taiwan's independence doesn't matter. Nothing matters but that. That's the number one priority. Now, it makes no sense. China's the world's biggest polluter and China's not going to stop their behavior no matter what. And no matter what China does, it's not going to change from being the world's biggest polluter. But this is also why this administration turns around and backs Venezuela, which has dirtier oil than we do, and turns around and says, we're going to lift the sanctions on you. And then even though you're about to go be corrupt with that money, and even though you're going to have horrible human rights and you're going to violate every tenant of the agreement, we're still going to lift the sanctions on you, pump away. And at the same time we do that, we're going to tell American companies, you can't drill. And we're going to do everything we can to stop the leases for offshore drilling to happen. So much so that the Biden administration is now in court, again, fighting a judge's order who's turning around and saying, you need to allow these drilling lease purchases and rentals to go forward. It is the same hypocrisy. You know, we hear over and over again, like, and you heard Janet Yellen, not really because we played Buffalo Bill over it, but you heard Janet Yellen talking about how we have to keep giving money to Ukraine because God forbid their teachers don't have their their paychecks. So I got to pay for Ukraine schools now too. This money laundering scam in which both Ukraine and Russia are making money. Like my buddy brought up a great point over the weekend. My buddy, Frank Troy, who's in the Navy says, you know, you never see the, you never see the videos of all the people who are dying in the slaughters of Ukraine. You, you never see that. Even though everybody's got a camera, everybody's got a cell phone. You just have to take their word for it. But Europe, which is who we're supposed to be defending in this fight, Europe is buying Vladimir Putin's oil and natural gas at record levels. Spain, France, Belgium, they're all buying his natural gas. Why are we not building a gigantic liquid natural gas export station right here in Philadelphia, for example? Great question. Why don't we do those things? The reason why we don't do those things is because we don't want this here in the United States of America. And so we're emboldening bad people and emboldening bad countries. Our foreign policy is absolutely as hypocritical as the elite 1% of the world when it comes to their use of polluting devices like jets and yachts and big black suburbans and everything else that they'll have at their climate conferences. It is such a scam and a joke, and we're all the suckers paying for it as they try to remake the world in their World Economic Forum vision their WEF vision of the world. That's what's happening right now. And it's incredibly frustrating, but nothing will change because you have a president of the United States of America right now who has decided because his party wants it, that climate change is by far the greatest, greatest threat to America, to the world, far bigger than any other threat out there. Nothing else compares. Nothing else compares and nothing else matters. It's science, we're told. Science. Even though we were told during COVID, for example, that uh, schools had to be closed. Because of science. We were told that, right? Do you know that the New York Times editorial board is acknowledging the harms of COVID school closures? And they're saying that all this was predicted in real time. The editorial board of the New York Times says COVID school closures set student progress in math and reading back by two decades. But remember what the science told us. The, the, the people at the top who run the world told us that we could not have kids in schools. We had to shut down schools. The op-ed titled, The Startling Evidence on Learning Loss is In, arguing that taking millions of children out of school during the start of the pandemic may prove to be the most damaging disruption in the history of American education. It also set student progress in math and reading back by two decades and widened the achievement gap that separates poor and wealthy children. It also noted that learning loss is being compounded by student absenteeism as children return to the classroom. 
in the early grades, these missing children are at a greater risk of never mastering the comprehension skills that make education possible. The more absences these students accumulate, the more they miss out on the process of socialization through which young people learn to live and work with others. The more they lag academically, the more likely they are to drop out. All of this was predicted, of course. We knew this. I said this. You said this. We talked about this. But we were told at the time it was science. And if you disagree with science, and this is why I laugh at the people that have the signs on their yard, because the people that say, you know, no humans illegal and we believe in science and hate has no home here, all those people, they're all out there screaming about climate change every day. They're out there screaming about climate change every single day. And they also have the Ukraine flags flying, even though that our climate change policy is putting money right directly into Vladimir Putin's pockets. But since he's getting rich off this war and Zelensky's getting rich off this war and we just write checks and we don't care because our president is corrupted by both countries. Who cares? Who cares? You're not you. You and I care because we're the ones paying the bill. And now we got to hear about paying for Ukraine's teachers. After we sent our kids home during the pandemic for, what, two years in some cases, in some places, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Coming up, the first lady of New Jersey is running for the United States Senate. Why is her voice in a radio ad paid for by your taxpayer dollars? Now, I have used Emmons Roofing and Siding in my home for six years now. We bought the house that we just moved out of, and we, when we did, we first bought it. We had them do the roof, then the doors and the windows, siding. They did a great job. And then as Emmons expanded and got into the kitchen and bathroom remodeling phase, we used them to remodel our bathroom and our kitchen. They did an amazing job. My wife was thrilled. Your wife will be thrilled. You'll be thrilled because they're professional. They are absolutely the best at what they do. Emmons roofing, Emmons remodeling. They even have an Emmons design showroom in Cherry Hill. You can check out in person. And they serve our entire region. Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and of course, the Jersey Shore. And you know how winter can be on shore homes. So if you have any reason to get your roof inspected, Emmons will give you a free inspection. They'll never tell you you need a new roof if you don't. But if you do, they will do the best job for you. Their customer service is outstanding and their prices are incredibly competitive. And I can vouch for the work that they've done. In the new house, they've already repaired some roof, uh, some roofing repairs that we needed. They took care of that for us. They installed, replaced and installed four new beautiful skylights, and they're going to do more work for me as well. I trust Emmons, and you should too. Just go to EmmonsRoofing.com, EmmonsRoofing.com, and trust Emmons. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 